Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. Welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm Tamika Gordon and I'm speaking with Kimon Francis, motivational speaker and guidance counselor, author as well of Where Shame Ends, Grace Begins, Chronicles from the Redeemer. She's passionate about helping people, especially young women who are struggling with shame and rejection. So Ms. Francis will be sharing with us a little bit today about why this is so important to her and her work so far in this regard. Thank you for joining Impacting Jamaica, Ms. Francis. Hi, Ms. Gordon. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Morning also to your listeners. Great. Good to have you. Let's begin by talking a little bit about you and where you're from and a little bit about your background to see what, you know, if there's a connection between how you came to the stories that were chronicled in this book, you know. Where sure. are you from and how, how was it for you as a child? All right. So I grew up in the Mountain View community from Mountain View to the Greenwich Town community. You know, I my childhood was like the average childhood. Both my parents were available. Uh, things were going good until my father was made redundant. And, you know, from that, then a little hardship starts to step in where, you know, some nights I had to go to bed, you know, <laughs> without the usual big meal that I am accustomed to. I can remember at one point in time when my father had to, you know, go down to missionaries of the poor to get some some biscuits. I don't know how many persons know of those biscuits, but went down to missionaries of the poor to get some biscuits and some beans. And those were some of the things that we ate for, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The rent was piling up. But there's one particular thing that I can remember. My father was very keen on ensuring that we got an education so that we were able to move through this social status, you know, um, informing us that this is not our final destination. So even though we did not have, you know, the money, even though we did not have the food, but he always ensured that we went to school nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, during my high school years, I can admit that, you know, regardless of the struggles that I was facing at the time, I did not attend all my classes. So grade seven, grades eight and grade nine, those years I wasted at high school, but I can remember one particular day while coming from underneath. Hold the on a bit. What do you mean wasted? You were at school, right? I was at school, but I scored those classes. So grade seven, eight, and nine, three years. Seven, grade eight, and grade nine. Why were but you scoring? I was placed at a non-traditional high school and I did not, you know, I wasn't so happy with my GSAT placement. And uh, um, I went there and I gave into peer pressure and I started hanging out with some friends who themselves were not so key. You know, we, we were just entering into high school and we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't have that guidance and, you know, we were not settled. So we just entered in and not knowing what to expect, we just <laughs> quote unquote, Lego, Lego bought the place. 
but mm. I loved sciences at the time. And I can recall one particular day coming from underneath the mango tree because that was our spot. So we would come arrive at school, we would bring our newspaper, we would bring our playing cards and we would sit, we would we usually sat underneath the mango tree. And I can recall uh, one particular day while coming from underneath the mango tree on the play field, a teacher saw me and she said to me, Kimon, that is not who you are. There is more to you than that and miss gordon that that those words convicted me convicted me so much so that you know when it was time for us to move from prime move to into to make our selections for our subject areas and you know our career choices when i went into grade 10 i had to do an introspection of myself i had to find out you know to tell myself kimon you cannot be allowing the parents' money to be wasting. I have to make a concerted decision. I had to rethink my life. I had to evaluate myself to see whether this is what I am going to be. I'm just gonna come to school for the five years and just pass through high school. I had to make a choice and a choice for the better. So much so, Miss Gordon, now when I was in grade 10, I was approached by one of the teachers in grade 10 asking me if i wanted to become a head girl mm. and to my surprise yes to my surprise i turned behind me to look if there was somebody else <laughs> behind me because i'm like me sir the vice principal knew me the dean of discipline knew me i mean i had a bad record for those three years and to have this teacher now approaching me and he said yes kimon you you have the qualities you may be rough on some areas, but I see a leader in you. And, you know, I sat up my seat and therein was my other conviction. And I sat up my seat, you know, and it dawned on me the entire night when I went home. You know, I was just there thinking, wow, oh my gosh. And, you know, I went in the following day and I did the interview for the head girl. And to my surprise, I was successful. And so, you know, it just, it, 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 it allowed me to know, to get an understanding, to appreciate the fact that somebody saw something within me while I was on my, the, the wrong path. So you moved well, from I, a truant yes. to a role model. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and yes it had to do with my choice and my decision but somebody saw that somebody watered it for me somebody helped me to see the light helped me how, to believe in myself and what i can become how did those experiences influence your career path ah so when i left um my high school and that was puppy in high school big up big up big up mm -hmm. when i left puppy in high school i went to saint george's college for their sixth form you know and i started studying the social sciences and then when i left um saint george's college i went to um, pursue a bachelor's in psychology to get more understanding of human behavior uh while studying for my undergrad you know i had obtained a job working as uh working in a in a ministry one of the government in entities and you know while i was there i also went back to study for my masters and i chose counting and social work um and persons asked after i had completed my masters why are you going into the classroom 
Why are you leaving your corporate office to go into the classroom to go and deal with these rude children? But, you know, I saw a quote shortly after Miss Gordon that says it is easy to build young minds than to repair broken adults. Mm-hmm. And therein, I knew I was making the right decision. Somebody helped me. I'm not going to sit down and be selfish with the value that was placed sit down and be selfish with the fact that somebody came out and saw that my fire was dying down and they found the fire for me so mm-hmm. i decided that i want to go into the classroom into the institutions to help some of these young children to mold their young minds so that they too can become a better version of themselves so that they too can grow up and have their dreams and their aspirations become a reality and that is where i have been since 2018 within the classroom Okay. How did the motivational speaker element now come in? Listen, Miss Gordon, sometimes you see, God has a way of opening doors and opportunities for us. So little did I know that I was being prepared for greater platforms. Mm -hmm. Because even while I was working within that government entity, persons who knew of my story, who knew of my journey, who knew, um, you know, where I am today, who knew of the back end. They don't only see the front end, but they know what happened in the back end. And the, the, the inspiration that I had on young people um, started to reach out to me, you know, and the invitation started coming for me to speak at graduation ceremonies, that banquets, um, you know, whenever things, the school related things, um, church also, whenever time, you know, it's especially, especially during child months, um, you know, and the opportunities, they kept coming. And mark you, this was while I was working, you know, at a government entity, not yet having my career dreams become a reality. So when I saw all of those things happening, I decided that, okay, might as well do what I love follow my passion, follow my heart. And I, to this date, I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the greatest level of achievement you think, or what's the most impactful moment you think you have experienced um, as a motivational speaker? My most impactful moment was going or the most back- impact you think that you have made, you know, through your motivational talks? Going back to Papine High School, they mm-hmm. had they had an open day session last year and i was invited to, as the guest speaker last year and to the surprise of the audience you know hearing that i mean as i said before they see the appearance they see the front end but they are not familiar with what takes place on the back end so when i when i shared my story with them it was captivating to them it was impactful for them i recall one particular um uh, student came up to me and she said miss francis thank you thank you for taking the time out to come and to share with us i am encouraged i am mm-hmm. encouraged and you know it 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 warms my heart after hearing that it was also an emotional moment for me because um persons actually can relate with my experience and also find hope find you know believe again be hopeful knowing that this particular individual who attended the same school 
went through this and now she is and now she's here so yes you're able to make a connection yes able to make a connection yeah. there was there was another there was another uh, moment for me and this was in regards to my book where yeah, you know just about to ask you how you yes. came to write your book so yeah mm -hmm. there was this particular moment for me in regards to my book where you know at it was at my book launch that you know everything just start started unfolding where i am now seeing that hey this book is actually a ministry this book is being used to help women there was this particular parent who came to visit me and you know i was sharing with her discussing matters with her concerning her child and before she left you know i gave her i gave her a copy of my book and you know her daughter came back the following week and she was saying to me miss you know after mommy read your book she started crying and she said that she's going to go back to church and she went to church the night and she was she went to the altar and she was just crying and she has been walking around with your book ever since you should wear the black bag she put it in there you should wear the brown bag she put it in there and you know it was that was just another moment for me to know that you know whatever my struggles whatever my trials all things have worked together for my God, and you know, God has a divine purpose and plan for our lives. He's intentional with everything that he does. We're taking a break now to hear from our sponsors. John John, I know you in there. I want to when light to come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Akeisha. Just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things there. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You know for us. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsco.com for more info. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. We're speaking with Kimon Francis, motivational speaker, guidance counselor, and author. Tell me about the book itself. All right. So the book is entitled Where Shame Ends, Grace Begins, Chronicles from the Redeemed. It captures the story of three youngsters who struggled with fornication, which led to pregnancy, also um, unforgiveness and suicidal ideations despite being called Christians. It also goes to highlight the reception that they received from the church community when their matters were brought to the forefront, how they felt, uh, how they questioned whether God, whether it is that God feels the same way about them. Does he love them anymore? Is this my final chapter? Is this how my life is going to turn out? But it ends with, them finding restitution you know with the help of non-judgmental clergymen who help 
them to find their way back to the fold. So it's a beautiful story of these three youngsters. All in all, it just you know, it's used as an empowerment tool to let readers know that, you know, um, you are more than your circumstances, that your mistakes are not final. So readers will be left with an increased confidence in God, with an increased self-awareness and self-worth. You know, it also helps to bring healing to whatever past mistake or past hurt that they may have encountered okay. from the community. Why suicidal ideation? So, you know, the typical um, church response to people who have fallen, you know, mm -hmm. but why, why, why was suicide so important for you to write about? Because, you know, there are many times people overall, but I am just going to zero in on these Christians, but many times, you know, Christians, we put on a face and we go to church, we dress up in our nice hat and our nice clothes with the Lord as hallelujah, but, you know, hidden underneath it all, there are some internal problems that persons are struggling with, but, you know, they, 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 there's this whole stigma with mental health where, you know, a person feel that if they open their mouth to speak about it, they will be looked down on, they'll be treat, treated with disdain so suicidal ideation was one of those particular topics that you know i thought would it is necessary one of those those topics that is necessary to deal with and you know to help persons to understand that whatever mistake whatever thing that you may have encountered whatever situation that you may have found yourself in and you thought that you would have wanted to take in your life and with persons knowing about it hearing about it the family is now stigmatized uh when you go to work there may be a stigma but to also let persons know that regardless of the situation and the condition the lord tells us that he is going to give us beauty for ashes mm -hmm. so along with the ideations and everything, when we put our hope and our trust in God, as well as find a community, a community that can nurture you, a community that can water you, a community that can help you to become a better person, not a community who will constantly remind you about your past, but a community that can help you to get past your past is essential. And the book captures all of that. Right. Um, very interesting indeed. Um, did any of the stories um, emanate from your um, experiences, what you would have observed, what you grew up and saw and, you know, what you would have experienced even um, in adolescence, going to high school, any of that? Yes, yes. The two stories, the one with fornication being led to pregnancy and another with suicidal ideation or and unforgiveness, all three are, you know, things that I have observed growing up. Tell me about your, your work in respect to um, helping young people, you know, to overcome, you know, shame and rejection apart from the book. What else are you um, involved with? Sure. So earlier this year, in January, I had a webinar entitled, you know, releasing unforgiveness and self-sabotage, let it go. Um, I am also a part of the Joy Town Community Development Foundation, where I serve as their one of their camp guidance counselors. Um, shortly after my book was released, I was contacted by the founder of Totally Well Women's Community. 
and uh, she had engaged my services to serve as counselor, providing group counseling services to the women to also help them, you know, heal in a therapeutic manner. What are some of the um, contributory factors, you know, that would lead young people to be in that space? And how do you think that as a society, we can help to get them from that point to living fruitful and productive lives? Mm. Some of the contributing factors that I have seen during my practice that I have also observed, the lack of support from family, the lack of support from family. You know, over time, we have often heard that the home is the first agent of socialization. Sad to say, unfortunately, many of the homes are not healthy. And as a result of that, our students are young people you know they tend to get in, engulfed with you know the emotions and what is happening some of them don't know how to deal with their emotions in a healthy manner and they get themselves you know aligned with things that would be considered um things that would be considered you know um against the social norms things that would break down their values their morals and you know help um drive them onto choosing, making bad choices and making bad decisions. So I believe that with, without the support from the family, without the support of a parent, without the support of, you know, a healthy community or youngsters end up making bad choices and end up making bad decisions. Now, the shame and rejection comes in when, you know, persons are so engulfed in their emotions that they are not thinking about what they're doing at that particular point in time. However, after the act has been committed, then they to you know feel bad about themselves and feel bad about what it is that they have done after the act has been committed and then you know when things started to come to unfold to them then they you know they started saying if me didn't know i could have and i should have and i would have but you know i just want to encourage someone to let them know that there is life after if me didn't know there's life after i could have there's life after i should have there's life after i would have because our mistakes they are not etched in stones even a detour sometimes can still lead us to our purpose and so you know the intent is mine to empower women in particular or young people to help them to know that, you know, God has this beautiful life for us, to help them to see themselves as how Christ makes them to be, right? To see themselves despite their shame, to live an unapologetic life, a life where, you know, yes, I have done this and yes, I have done that, but this is not me. This is not who I am. There is more to me than what, I, I am not my past. I am not what happened to me. But, you know, there is more to me than this. And I am going to live an unapologetic life. So my experiences may have shaped my future and helped me to make the right choices, helped me to make the right decisions. But I am not going there anymore. I do not live there anymore. Right. Um, Miss Francis, I don't think we actually touched on the reason that led you to write the book. So I get the message and all of that, but why did you feel the need to actually, you know, craft this project? 
let me tell you, Miss Gordon. So my book came about as a result of some challenges that I had experienced in 2019. So in 2019, when I made the announcement to my church community that you know I was getting engaged, I was relieved of my positions. I was told that I could not testify in church. And you know, this is a community that I have served for over seven years. Nevertheless, I sat there and I praised my way through. I worshiped my way through. But I can recall on January, 2021, I woke up reciting Isaiah 41 verses 18 to 20. I will plant, I will open rivers in dry places. I will plant a cedar tree in the wilderness, you know, and I woke up reciting that. I went, I printed the words and I placed the words in my room, pasted it on my wall. And I said, okay, Lord, if you said it, I believe you. A couple of months after that, as I sat in church, you know, they- Let, Let's Spirit backtrack a bit. Why would you be relieved of your duties if you're getting married or getting engaged? I, I was getting married to an unsaved. I, I was engaged to an unsaved. Okay. Yes, yes. So a couple months after I sat in church and, you know, the Holy Spirit ministered to me and, you know, he said, no, right. No, right. My people are hurting. No, right. So... When I went home, I took up my laptop and I just started preparing the manuscript. Miss Gordon, it took me three months to complete. Three months. And, you know, um, after, after in uh, October of that year, the book was released. I received some wonderful stories. October 2019? 2021. 2021. Okay. Two years after. Yes. The book was released. I... I, I got some wonderful feedback from the, from the book, you know, personally stating how the book has helped them. The book is now being used in both in locally and internationally in book clubs, you know, and I am just grateful for, you know, for God. My Tell me a little bit about that in terms of the awards or recognition that the book has received. Yes. So it was released in 2021. Um, it has been opening some platforms for me that I never dreamed of. But as the word of God said it, I would open rivers. And, you know, he has completed, completed his promises. So in April, uh, April 2022, I was awarded second place in the top women's empowerment category of the Kingdom Indie Authors Award. And this has also opened, you know, platforms for me to share with women, you know, to encourage them, to let them know that their mess can also be turned into a message. So my aim is to empower women, to empower young persons, not to condemn them by their past, by what has happened to them, but to help them to know that there is still beauty in them, even mm -hmm. after a horrible even after a messy situation. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, it was indeed a, a pleasure. And um, I can just imagine, you know, that, that there's much further where your book is going to go even, um, you know, accomplish even more in terms of its impact. This has been Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much for joining, Ms. Francis.
Thank you for having me, Miss Gordon. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.